Hello and welcome to the Permanent Good Podcast, a podcast that's part movie club, part improv comedy. My name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. And welcome to the most... I cannot stress this enough. The most important episode of the podcast. Because this is episode 69. Sure is, bro. Did you plan what movie we were going to watch today based on the fact that it was going to be 69? Absolutely not. Ah, dude. We could have... I feel like we could have did some amazing work with that. Oh, yeah. There are some amazing... Not amazing movies we could have watched. Some uh, appropriately inappropriate movies we could have watched. We could have watched Sausage Party... We could have watched, I don't know, Freddy Got Fingered. Like, Freaking Freddy. That's, that's a good one, bro. <laughs> Zack and Miri make a porno. Like, there's a lot of movies we could have watched for this episode. Right. But we, we stuck with our theme. And I just, like I said, we did a lot of things. You know, we made it a whole year without missing an episode. We've, you know, we, we've been incredibly consistent. And I think that we've hit a lot of very important milestones. We've had a lot of long episodes. We've had a lot of short episodes. But I know in my heart, this is the one that's most important to me. Are we going to make sure this is exactly 69 minutes long? I mean, it'd be nice. I'm not going to make that guarantee, but it'd be nice. <laughs> After edit, what do we need to get to? So when you edit it down, it's around 69. I don't I don't know. Um, Maybe like... If we did, if we got to like an hour 15, we could probably cut it down to 69. Okay. However, if we stop before that, I'll just add the theme song a bunch at the end until we hit 69 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> you just hop on and just start like reading yeah. something. <laughs> But uh, this is an episode where we talk about movies in an informal sense, which means it's going to run for about two and a half hours. Mm -hmm. Dude, anytime Um, we're just like preparing a list. Always goes long. Always goes long because we're just jabber jaws. We we like to hear ourselves talk. Especially about things that we are into, which like, hello, men, welcome to the table. Right. Uh, so whenever we have, whenever we do moonlighting or anything like that, it's just like, ah, are you ready for a 40 minute segment? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, in anticipation of it going long, should we just hop right into the movie? Let's just hop right into the movie. So uh, because it is still my birthday month, I got to choose on the movies and we are watching Scott Pilgrim versus the world. This movie is 11 years old. Uh, the plot isn't that important. So we're going to just do all spoilers. Uh, if you don't want to hear us talk about this movie in particular and move to the improv segment, you can skip to this time code right here. Time code 2205. Scott Pilgrim vs. the World is the one I was most worried about uh, going into this because I haven't seen it that many times. I just know I love the aesthetic and I love Edgar Wright and I really like the graphic novels. I read the graphic novels about a year and a half ago and they're mm-hmm. good. I also know that this movie is, I would say, the antithesis of everything Alex stands for. Like, this just need like, the only thing that this is missing is, like, uh animation yes and 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 this is the opposite of what alex is looking for in a movie um how old were you when you saw this for the first time uh probably like 16 or 17 okay okay so all right so uh if you are unfamiliar with the plot of this movie uh michael Sarah plays 
Scott Pilgrim, and he meets this girl named Ramona Flowers, played by Mary Elizabeth Winstead, and they start talking, and she's like, hey, if you want a date, you're going to have to fight and defeat my seven evil exes. So it is basically a movie about Scott beating up seven different people, and it's presented in a very... it, it It is probably the movie that is most like a graphic novel in its presentation. It is super uh, colorful. It is uh, super cartoony with its uh, action scenes. It allows itself to push the boundaries of realism. Like, people in this movie have superpowers, and they just accept that. Like, it's normal. Oh, at random points, though. At completely random times. And sometimes they'll justify it, and sometimes they won't. And even when they do justify it, they give it a nonsensical reason. (laughs) And... It's a movie that does not take itself seriously at all in terms of like, we need to stay within the bounds of filmmaking. This is like, no, let's let's have fun with a movie. And uh, and I think this movie accomplishes that like tenfold. Yeah, man. Listen, I'm like, I'm going to give it to you straight. This ain't my movie. Craig nailed it. This is against everything I believe in. But this is Craig's aesthetic to a T, bro. To a T. To it is from the casting choices to the plot to the themes to I mean literally everything okay, well, like Well, well, let's be careful with the themes a little bit. The themes aren't uh, they're not exactly matching on, but Listen, bro, uh, the themes are dead on, but you've <laughs> you've tailored yourself cuz listen, bro, I'm a wild card. And you used to be. <laughs> Are you saying I've gone soft in my old age? Yes, you've gone soft. This theme fits you perfectly. So this is why it I was d- wondering. This came out in 2010, which means Craig was 11. Yes. If you saw this at 11, I would believe it because this movie seems to have shaped <laughs> everything you are as a human being. I was even looking at like the casting choices and the women. And I'm like, oh, that's be- that makes sense for why Craig likes the women he likes now. Yeah. <laughs> like it lines up perfectly so much that I'm like, this has to, he has saw this as an adolescent as he was going through <laughs> puberty and it has shaped the man he is today. <laughs> it is uh, wild. Yeah. I, I, I think aside from the whole dating a high schooler at 23 um, and also just being, you know what? I'm no, hold on. Let me put a full stop on that. I don't relate to Scott in the slightest. Scott is a garbage person through and through. However, everything else. Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, oh, that makes sense. Oh, this makes sense. And the whole time I'm thinking like, oh, this is, this is so Craig. It makes me sick. Yeah. Because there's a part of Craig, there's an aspirational part of Craig, and that's who Craig is. And the aspirational part of Craig is Kingsman. <laughs> and it's, yeah. and the, the aspirational part of you and the aspirational part of me is a Venn diagram. There is overlap. Now, who you are and the movie that represents who you are, a.k.a. Scott Pilgrim versus the world, and who I am and the movie that represents me, which we'll get into during my month, there is no overlap. No there's overlap. There's zero. None. Absolutely so, none. when I'm seeing the main... The, the love interests of the protagonist have three or four different hair colors throughout the movie. I'm like, oh, well, this makes sense. <laughs> hey, this makes I want to know sense. something wild. Uh, in the graphic novels, she has eight. <laughs> yeah, holds up. <laughs> holds up, dude. When there's, you know, video game themes and there's fighting and there's dramatic, um, like, boss fights and KOs and, like, captions, all that stuff. I'm like, this makes sense. For, if I had to show anyone a movie and be like what's craig like i'm like we'll watch this movie and imagine who that would be as a person and now you know my friend yeah um 
again, I cannot emphasize enough. I again, Scott, not a good person. Don't relate to him at all. Um, but everything else, the aesthetics and the colors and the music and yeah, yeah, that definitely that. Um, and so I think this movie to talk about the movie itself for a second. I think this movie has, I think my favorite single piece of comedy that has, that I've ever seen ever. And it's about halfway through the movie when, um, <laughs> someone shows up. Oh my their- gosh, dude. It, this is, I took two notes. There's two <laughs> notes. And the first one was when this came out, Craig was 11 and this shaped for who he was for the rest of his life. The second note I have is there is a funny part in this movie that was funny to me. And <laughs> nothing else in this movie was funny. And it's when Knives knocks on the door and then Scott jumps out the window. <laughs> because because Wallace closes the door because Scott is on the other side of it. And then Scott jumps out the window of the side he closed the door into. So <laughs> it's, it's the funniest piece of physical comedy that I think has ever been portrayed absolutely ever. Yeah. Uh, it's, it is taken out. You need no context for that scene. It is eight seconds and it is perfect. Um, so that scene is perfect. I'm, I'm um, glad you brought that up. Cause that was the only other note and it was so funny and it caught me off guard. <laughs> um, I forgot. So the graphic novel is, I would say, a little bit more complicated. This movie references a lot of stuff in passing, but kind of just was like, eh, we're a movie. Who cares? Like uh, Ramona travels through people's subconscious to make Amazon deliveries. And Dude, she ref- I was <laughs> so lost when that happened. I'm like, what is going on right now? And she references it once at the very beginning where she's like, yeah, your subconscious is like is like an open highway or something like that. And that's all she says about it. Um, but in the graphic novels, they spent whole chapters in the in the subconscious highway. Um, there's a bit. There's a fight scene where she's fighting Roxy, and she pulls a hammer out of her out of her suitcase like Mary Poppins. Um, that's a normal thing in the books. That suitcase is called the subspace suitcase, and it's literally it's just Mary Poppins' bag. Uh, and that hammer that she carries around is like a staple in the graphic novels. Like that's her icon um but again it only comes up in one scene and like um that whole part at the end where she's like oh gideon has control over me yeah she means that literally uh and and i feel like again they kind of just brush on it like give her like a little electrical implant and that's how that happens Mm -hmm. but in again in the graphic novels there's this thing i think it's called the glow or something like that where gideon had kind of like a master plan of infecting everyone with the glow so he could control everyone and it's like again through like scott and ramona learning to live for themselves rather than anyone else is what eventually end up ended up breaking the glow right see here's the thing bro obviously i I didn't even know this was based on graphic novels. It had that theme, sort of like uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Has it... I mean, but that's animated, where it's like... You can tell it was written to kind of be viewed as a comic book. Like, there's page turning, there's animations, and it's all, all of that. Except this, I'm just like, this might just be the aesthetic they're going for. So I don't know. I didn't know there was, like, something that was canon and not... I didn't know this was based off some original work. Um, And... I probably could have benefited from knowing a little bit of that stuff. Sure. A lot of this went over my head. I'm just like, what is going on? 
Uh, yeah, I, I, and I think this movie, if this is your type of movie, this movie is good at, like, let's be crazy, but still kind of have it, like, referencing something so it's not, like, completely out of the woods. Um, did you have a favorite boss fight? Um, so, I've watched this movie twice. The first okay. time I watched it, I quit after the first boss fight. I watched all the way up to there, first boss fight, quit. I'm like, I can't watch this. Now that I've watched the entire thing, it would be either... The final boss fight, okay, because plot climax or yeah. Chris Evans. Yes, um, that that is a good one. Um, personally, my favorite is Brendan Routh's. Um, okay, yeah, I he, so because he gets psychic powers from being vegan. Yep, and then the which, vegan police show, show up, and take which his I powers. think is really funny because I, I i it straddles the line of like for again 2010 humor making fun of vegans was all the rage back then um and i think it does a good job at like poking fun of the concept without just being straight up mean uh and i really like brendan routh obviously brie larson snv adams yes please thank you very much she was not in very much of this movie not very much in this movie no i thought um, because she had had a relationship with him she was going to be in a lot more not really. Hey, Alex, you want to know something Buckwild? Uh, she's in a lot of the books. <laughs> she is in like two or three whole graphic novels. <laughs> I mean, Aubrey Plaza wasn't in very much either. But her and Anna Kendrick both were very just like, we're here for comedic bits and nothing else. Right. We're definitely not here to further the plot. We're just here for the jokes. All right, bro. Yeah. My favorite character, and it's not even close, Kieran Wallace? Culkin playing Wallace Wells. Yeah, absolutely. Not even close, bro. He is so fantastic in this movie. It's it's absolutely crazy. Um Wallace is Scott's roommate and Scott mooches almost literally everything off of him. Like they share a bed and when Wallace brings a guy home for a one night stand, Scott is still there in the bed with them, which I think is fantastic. <laughs> Um, uh, dude, I love when he walks in and goes, turn the light off. It's <laughs> like, sorry, you just saw a guy's balls. <laughs> he is such a funny character that every time he's on screen, I'm like, okay, this is my reprieve. This is my, yeah. this, these scenes are going to be good. Yeah, he's he's so fantastic. And I, I think he has just amazing one-liners when, when dealing with Ramona's exes because he's around for like two or three of the fights. And whenever he is, he has the best quips. He's like, fight! You can just go ahead. He's just like, <laughs> like nothing will be happening. You'll just be yelling out fight. The, he does the one-liners for the entire first boss fight. And it was amazing yeah uh that when he did them for the lucas lee fight and also yeah. for the the twins the keyboarding twins um i think he had some one which made that too. was my least favorite fight didn't make any sense that one was definitely like it was like all right we got to get this last boss fight in here like it was visually very cool but i think in terms of like cinematic progression just kind of felt like we plateaued um oh, for sure yeah because in terms of like visual aesthetic, I don't think that fight brought us anything that we hadn't already seen. And also we didn't get any of the twins' personality. It was um, they said no words. Um and it was quick. It was a two minute, three minute fight. Yeah. Um because all the exes had a very discernible personality, except for the twins. Right. Um so yeah, I, I agree with you. That fight was a little lackluster. Uh <laughs> I also I've 
I think the thing that makes me most uncomfortable about this movie is how hostile Kim is towards Scott the entire movie Um, because they had dated and broken up and she just like she just was not over it and i'm like hey kim if you're gonna be in a band with this guy like you gotta chill a little bit there was the thing is is he's playing a character that is has no sex appeal whatever yeah but we meet four girls he has a relationship with all of whom are out of his league for one reason or another right even the person who's underage I'm like, listen, bro, she is kind of cute. But she's also 17. Listen, in real life, she's older than me. So I can say that. And she's older than me by 12 years. So when she came on, I'm like, oh, dude, first of all, super cute. Like, how how did you do this? And then I remember, oh, he's older. It's a whole thing. And then Ramona gets introduced and I'm like, oh, no, stick with knives for sure. Also, dope name. Yeah. That is sick. Um, and then she went crazy. I liked it better when she was a little bit more shy because then she went like she became like a groupie. Yeah. Um, um, that was weird. <laughs> it, uh, in the in the books, there is a uh, knives and Ramona have an entirely hostile dynamic with each other. Like uh, for most of the movie, like knives is like she she she, uh, she jabs at Ramona a lot. Right. But but in the in in the books, she is almost an antagonist of the book because they break up in like book two or whatever. And for the rest of the series, she just like surprise attacks Ramona trying to get Scott back. And I'm like, what a what a weird dynamic, because Scott is like, I am over you. This is we had nothing. We should not have been a thing. And Knives is like, I'm going to kill your girlfriend. Right, dude. It was it was wild. Um, and, Ramona was super hard to read, by the way. Yes. And I think that's on purpose. Yeah, me too. Um, But it was like almost off-putting. Because it got to a point where I'm like, do you want Scott? Right, right. And there's a, there's a brief period in this movie where Scott and Ramona are not dating, but he is still fighting exes. <laughs> and I'm like, why are you fighting exes yeah. if you've already yeah. lost the battle? Yeah. I don't know, man. It was, I'm not sure. Um, uh, I also think, so, yeah. Um, a random tidbit, and I yeah. called it when I saw it. Chris Evans' um, stunt doubles are his real stunt double. That's awesome. I'm like, cause they he showed up on screen. I'm like, oh, they look just alike. And I'm like, they look so alike that I bet they're his real st- stunt doubles, and they <laughs> yeah. are. I think they were um used in like fantastic four. Oh, I and love I don't, that. I don't know if they still stick around. God, yeah. Um I just think this this movie's humor is so pointed and um it, it's just one of those things where if it's your thing, it it is and if it's not, it's not. I I I find it very difficult for there to be like a middle ground on this movie. Like unless the middle ground is just I respect what it is and it's not for me. That's as closest to a middle ground as you can get. Um otherwise you know i just think this movie rules uh i think yeah again hey guys these are my favorite movies this is like a nine nine and a half yeah this is a uh a 4.25 for me yeah and you know what i'm just gonna have to swallow that with my pride it was i wanted to give it a four but i realized that one scene where scott jumps out the window saves it bro saves it and it was it was because the thing is between it can't be a four because 
four is the mark of a bad movie for me. This movie is too well put together to be a four. Right. So I'm giving a four and a quarter. But it can't be a four and a half because I gave Wild Wild West a four and a half. <laughs> and I would rather watch that again than watch this again. Yeah. Uh, Macy texted me a video of your daughter dancing to the music in this movie. And I'm just like, well, at least one of you guys liked right. it. <laughs> and when she was doing that, I'm like, this better not shape who you will become. <laughs> this better not. None of this better stick. <laughs> Please let it stick. Oh, that'd be such a great practical joke that the universe would pull. Um, just, but just be like, I, I want to watch all of Uncle Craig's movies. Like, yes. I mean, I'd throw up. I'd just be like, well, you better watch them by yourself. <laughs> um, I'm Get never going to watch this movie call. again. Um, now I can say this is the hardest thing I've done in 2022. Not even close. <laughs> um, because it wasn't that this movie isn't bad. It's just so not for me. It was and yeah. like how I described it to Macy. I'm like, imagine you met a ninth, a freshman. You gathered his personality and then he talked to a super famous director, super famous casting director, and they captured that essence perfectly. Because none of this was done badly. Yeah. It's just like has the vision of someone who's the opposite of me. So I was watching a purposely, it wasn't even a train wreck. It was a well-documented and perfectly executed something I hate. Yes. Which you got it, which it just makes you feel a kind of way. Right. And it gave me a visceral reaction of I hate this, but it's not how it was technically done. Like Chainsaw Massacre hurts my eyes to watch. Like it didn't make sense. This movie makes sense. I just hated everything about it. Yeah. Like this is, I'm breaking up. If this was a girlfriend, I'm not breaking up with you because we're arguing or anything like this. I'm breaking up with you because I don't like you. Like you're not crazy. Like you're fine, I guess. Like and someone else will find you. Someone else will find you and they will love you to pieces. I just don't like you. Yeah. And that's how I felt about this movie. And, and you know, I respect that. I respect that. Um, I In 2022, I am less defensive about the movies I enjoy because that's just how it got to be. Right. And I also don't want to give it to you too hard because we're going to watch my movies and there's a pretty good chance it's going to come right back. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, how about we move on to our improv segment? Let's do uh, our this improv one, segment. this one is like one of my favorites. I think it, I think it's just one of my favorites. Is the easiest way to put it. I really like consistent cutaways. Okay. Uh, yeah, dude, so, I dig it. So we're gonna be doing that. The way this works is we're just going to be doing a normal improv scene and we're going to be doing cutaways and performing another part of the scene and then coming back to the original scene. Sometimes we kind of go four layers deep inception style and we kind of spend 20 (laughs) minutes there, but you know, that's kind of the life we live. We live at the edge of the world here. And I'm, and I'm about it. Um, Um, I forgot how we start. Okay. I'm just going to, I'm going to give us a scene. All right. Mm -hmm. We are, we're two detectives at a crime scene, but we are the stupidest detectives that have ever been detectives. I love it. (laughs) Okay. Sweet. All right. Okay. Uh, So got another body. I see. Yeah. The coroner. uh, I talked to him. Um, Who was the coroner? I mean, he's the guy who has coroner on his shirt. He seems to know a lot about dead people. So I'm kind of taking his word for everything he said. He said this guy's a fresh one. Okay. Um, A fresh person? I think he's, he says he's been dead one to three days. Oh, and I don't know if, I mean, I don't know how you even investigate anybody if they were here, you know, any time within the past one, three days. I feel like that's a pretty big gap. So do we even pursue this to be honest with you? And whoever did a, whoever was cleaning up the place did a very bad job. There is still blood everywhere. Right, 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 right. 
Um, I mean, I guess we could finish cleaning it up because there's no way this restaurant's going to open up again while there's still blood on the floor. Cut to them opening up the restaurant with blood still on the floor. Um, hi, uh, welcome to Ciro's Pizza. How can I help you? Hello. Oh, um, so did you guys spill some like tomato sauce? Oh, no. Um, legally, I do have to tell you this is an active crime scene. Uh, the detectives didn't tell us that they were wrapping up so i don't think we're allowed to finish cleaning up yet but we're still running the business because you know papa gotta make that dough so is this like to go only then no 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 no. you we're just like you can't sit at tables two or three four you can but we give you like a little booty for your shoe just in case um so uh, sorry i'm asking all these questions um has the blood been tested or anything like i don't want to oh, no, 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 catch no, no, no. The, yeah the blood doesn't have covid like the blood is good i mean i guess i'll just take your word for it all right cuts back to the detectives <laughs> so um let's see i'm gonna let's look for signs of a struggle okay um i see some knocked over chairs but that could have just been the wind i see some um, homeless people over there also could have been the wind um i mean they're they're struggling well um struggling financially definitely because they're homeless yeah, i'm sure uh, we can go ask them a couple questions i yeah. think we should okay yeah so it appears you guys are struggling yeah struggling financially we're homeless see what did i tell you you guys have like a drug problem Are you struggling health wise I mean, I mean you know i i should be on uh I, I should be taking like prozac or something but okay i mean i guess that's the only drug problem i have do you have any family issues other than i don't got any like, see hey i think you're asking insensitive questions okay well i think we should i'm looking for signs of struggle okay and it seems I like think... these guys are checking all the boxes i think that we just need to get straight to the point sirs did you see a crime here in the last one to three days um i mean uh i know and i wasn't paid money to tell you that all right well i guess we, i guess uh these witnesses yeah. are good let's just head back inside i think so <laughs> um let's hey see. wait a so, second i'm getting a i'm getting a call is this detective alex uh it's some guy i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna take this okay you have yeah. exactly 30 minutes to get to the payphone on the corner of main and first or when do you gonna think you're gonna your open partner. up Listen, I think, think this guy has the wrong number. He says he's going to kill my partner. Now? I'm, I'm trying to order us a pizza. Okay, uh, meat lovers. Okay, do you guys do meat lovers? Is that only Pizza Hut? Is only Pizza Hut? Okay, no, yeah, yeah. I think Domino's does something called a pizza. I'm pretty sure everyone's got a version of meat lovers. Okay, yeah. Um. So can we just get like some sort of meat pizza? No. Yeah. Hey, okay. I'm going to hop back on this phone call. Okay, yeah. Uh, like I was saying, you have 30 minutes to get to the payphone on the corner of Main and First, so I'll kill your partner. They said sir, the kitchen is still under quarantine. Hey, sir, now is really not a good time. Can I call you back later? Um, We're actually ordering a pizza, and he's asking me all these questions, and there's no way I'll be able to... I, Thing. I just can't understand what you're saying. I'll talk to you later, though. Thanks. I'll call you back. Hour? Sound good? Okay. All right. Yeah, it was just some, I think it was a telemarketer or something. Yeah, they said, that something. they said the kitchen is, quote, under quarantine, which, like, we've been under quarantine for two years and nothing has changed. So also, I say we're good. How do we know the dead people have quarantine? You're how, right. How do we you're know? Right. So, listen, we make the laws around here. <laughs> I think they can Let me just grab my big belt buckle. We make the laws around here. Also, ask them to see if there's like a first responder discount. Because... Yeah. I, well, I mean, we were the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. We are the 14th and 15th people on the scene. So I don't know if we are... 
Wait, are for... all of you guys ordering pizza? This is a crime scene. You can't be ordering pizza. Get back to work. What the heck, bro? You know what? I'm over this. Cox gunned. I love it. We did one cutaway. Dude, sometimes it's all cutaways. Sometimes the scene is so good, there's no reason for us to cut away. It was just us walking around talking to each other. I also love no resolution on the voice on the phone. No, it was, I just hung up on him. And then we just went and talked to some people who were struggling. Oh, gosh. I kind of uh, want to leave have, it at... I mean, we got time to do another one. Okay, let's do another one. Okay, okay. Um, I think we should be first-time parents going to a class on how to change diapers. Okay. And there's a bunch of the other, model. like, couples and stuff practicing and stuff. But we're we're adopting, obviously, because we're in a relationship. Okay. Um, So we're going to be adopting, but we still then need to prep never mind. for being fathers. Dibs on the dad. Yeah. I mean, we're both going to be down. So there you go. Okay. Hello and welcome to Changing a Diaper 101. Um, I mean, this is kind of the only class you should need because by the end of it, you'll be tying them like a Christmas present. So um, question. Yes. Um, We're actually looking into using reusable diapers, cloth diapers. Um, is okay. any of this class going to apply to that? I mean, you are going to have to take the diaper off and then put it back on again. So I'm going to say yes. Also, I know, man, I think that this guy's a hack, you dude. know, Saint. Yeah, like, who doesn't know how to change a diaper? Also, how do we know? What if happens if we get poop on our hands? We get some kind of disease? We don't know where this kid came from. Yeah, like, <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. I'm I'm going to call him out. I really need you to back me up on this, okay? Sure. Okay, all right. But he didn't even hey, go to college. Yeah, what? Get him, get him. Oh, yeah. Hey, how do we know we won't get poop on our hands? Um, you're going to? I mean, I don't know how to. Hey, did you even go to college? Yeah, I have a master's in, what? in Child- poop handling i have a Freaking master's child. in child psychology um is that good is that dude, good what does psychology master? have to do with changing diapers does any I mean, of this apply i i mean he did say the word child and like we're dealing with children do they get taught any of this stuff like right, okay um I, from I'm where gonna... where'd you get your degree from harvard cuts okay. to the harvard child psychology class <laughs> so okay. someone in your classes they might ask if you've ever changed a diaper just lie to them yeah but, like how many raise your hand if any of you guys are parents oh none uh, of you none of you are parents you're in harvard and none of you are parents good grief um i have a question yes um, i have a feeling that i'm gonna be teaching you know a, a diaper changing seminar to two really stupid dads right um how am i how do i help them if they challenge my credibility um give them my number <laughs> and, and i'll vouch for you all right, cuts back to the scene. You know what? I can see you two are going to be trouble. If you really want to check my credentials, here's a phone number that you can call. Okay, fine. Thank you. Boop, 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 boop. Uh, hello? Hey, Linda. If I tell you to give me a freaking drink, you get in here and give me a drink. Click. Who is Yeah, this? that guy sounds credible. Uh, Who yeah, is this? I... <laughs> Um, no, uh, sorry. Do you know I know who I, I am? I thought I hung up, but I guess I didn't. Um, no, uh, this is, uh, I'm, I'm Craig. I'm at a, uh, a, a diaper changing course with, I guess, one of your pupils. Uh, and, and you know what? Honestly, I feel like he's not worth his weight in salt. First of all, how dare you call me on a Friday night questioning my credibility and one of my students? Second of all, you know, I'm a Harvard professor. I handle dipshit. 
Jones every day. I don't know if you know this, but Harvard doesn't make you smart, but I teach there, so I'm extra smart. You follow me? You've kind of just been talking. I haven't really been listening. Okay, third thing. If I told you to count backwards from six to three, could you do it? Six, five. First of all, I didn't tell you to do it. Obviously, you four, can't follow directions. Three. You'll never belong in my class. Woman, where's my drink? Where's um, my drink? Hey, I'm gonna I'm have to let you go. I gotta handle this freaking. Okay, good. All right. Hey, so I just got off the phone with your colleague, and um, uh, not only am I now worried about the safety of my child vis-a-vis <laughs> -vis your diaper changing course, I am now concerned about you and your mental state. Hey, you know, that's fair. I did have to go to therapy because of that professor. So maybe I'm not credible. But in his defense, oh, <laughs> this is just another guy in class. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. I yes, overheard your conversation. Guy. You were on speakerphone. <laughs> I was also in that guy's class. And he is a doctorate in Wait, hold on. Psychology. If you were also in this guy's class, how come you need to take another class for it? Because I failed out. <laughs> It was a okay. very hard class. But I do remember him saying he has a doctorate in animal psychology. So it probably oh, translates. Okay, okay. Well, quite frankly, um, I I think I kind of got this handled. Um, worst comes to worst, if I can't change the diaper, I'm just going to shoot it. Cox gun. I was about to cut away to the baby's ghost. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> so it was a good thing you cocked the gun. What I've learned is I, I've gotten very good at stopping the scene when I'm done. Because when I'm done, Alex is just about to take things up too far. <laughs> You're done? I'm like getting ready to save the scene with a third act twist that no one's ready for. Oh, okay. Goodness gracious. That was consistent cutaways. We're going to move on to our middle segment, which is our year in review. Um, now that we're heartily into January, uh, it's um, we're ready to do our year in review. We're going to be reviewing our favorite media from 2021. This is uh, movies, games, TV shows, music, all that fun stuff. Uh, Alex, do you want to start it off? What yeah. do you got? I'm going to start with... Um... TV shows. Okay. Top of my list. Most of these lists are in no particular order, but this one I got it freaking nailed down. You season three, bro. For sure. Definitely. We made a whole podcast about it. Top of the list. It's not even close. Amazing show. Um, we've, we've already talked about it. People, it's on Netflix. Freaking watch it. The second one, this one was tricky, is Invincible that, on Amazon yep. Prime. Mm -hmm. Yep, that that's on my list as well. Definitely, definitely it's invincible. So good, and most of the episodes are bangers. Yes, mm -hmm. and I'm earnestly, I'm anxiously waiting for the next one. Now, the next one uh, on my list is Mythic Quest, the newest season. Uh, I think it's season two, and it was so good, bro. And the thing about Mythic Quest, and I think a lot of people are going to be into it. A lot of people aren't. Some of, the, I mean, the episodes are connected loosely, but there's different themes behind them. Um, but there's always one episode that's a standalone and the standalone episode in this was amazing it was so good um it follows one of the characters in the beginning of his life um and it was amazing so this is hands down number three on my list not even close um as you guys all know most of the tv shows i've been watching this year are old so like survivor blacklist all same, that stuff. same same so same. getting new stuff is getting tricky um but number four on my list was the boys okay. on amazon prime very good the last couple episodes are way better than the earlier episodes 
So definitely stick around for those. And then rounding out the list with number five is WandaVision, which yeah, was very good. Yeah, WandaVision was wild. WandaVision um, was fire, but you have to get through the first three, which were hard for me to do. Very hard and to get that And again, far. this is where Alex and I are showing our different colors because I liked those first three episodes more than the rest of the show. But yeah, so um, but I mean, if, if our only disagreement is which ones were our favorite, then it's a good show. Yes, absolutely. And then... Uh, my honorable mention is the morning show. I haven't gotten around to watching it. I know it's going to be a freaking banger. So it's making my list, even though I haven't seen any of it. Okay. Um, and in terms of my TV shows, I, again, I didn't watch too many new TV shows. Um, so you season three, obviously invincible, obviously. Um, I talked about this a few weeks ago, but I want to bring it up in our roundup anyway, is only murders in the building. Uh, it is the first comedy show that I've watched in a while that um, made me laugh a lot, uh, especially in I think comedy shows right now are just not good. I'm not a big fan of most comedy shows these days, uh, but Only Murders in the Building knocks it out of the park. It's absolutely fantastic. Um uh, Steve Martin and Martin Short are, have just have undeniable chemistry, and uh, Selena Gomez is a welcome addition to the mix. Um, that was really the only show that I wanted to talk in depth about. Um, I did want to bring up uh, Superman and Lois. Uh, Superman and Lois is the best pr- TV show premiere that the CW has had since, I don't know, The Flash. Oh, wow. Like, it's just so good. I watched, the only reason I'm not caught up is because I watched it with my parents and like, we kind of couldn't get our schedules right for watching that. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, but otherwise like the first five or six episodes they released were absolutely amazing. It focuses more on Superman, Lois and their kids. So it's about like Superman's family dynamic more than anything else. And it, it works. It works. That's sweet. And you watched it on the CW? Yep. Mm-hmm. So uh, do you want to talk about the music? Actually, I'll talk about my music first because sure. mine is uh, less indelible. Um, Olivia Rodrigo Sour is so good. It's very good music. Um, I think Olivia Rodrigo Sour is the... I, I think it will define this generation's style in pop music. It is, It is comfortable yet powerful at the same time. So... I, there are a few songs, you know, it's a nine track album, which is like, you got to be careful with those. Cause if you have to are, have bangers the whole time. Yeah. And so there might be like two songs on that album that I'm not a big fan of, but like seven out of nine is still a pretty half decent ratio. Um, there were, and Lil Nas X, he, his album this year was good. It wasn't like fantastic. You know, I, I don't listen to enough music to make it album of the year or to, to qualify an album of the year, mm-hmm. but, um, his was you know, it was very good. I think it is it is exactly what I expected from Lil Nas X after being in the spotlight for two years. And he delivered. He delivered. I don't think he went above and beyond, but he delivered. Uh, and that's kind of all I have to say. Sure. Um, My music. I do have five, but I have three strong ones and a couple pretty good ones. So my number one album of the year, I mean, it's hard, bro. Because I listen to all of these on rotation, but for different moods. The one for me that has no skips is the Cool EP by Goodbye Noah. Okay. Everyone should look it up. It's super short. We're talking five songs, and it's got no misses, bro. All right. it, It is amazing. So the Cool EP, Goodbye Noah. Um, second place is going to be Silk Sonics and Evening with Silk Sonic. Yeah. It's got, uh, I don't remember how many songs. It's got th- two or three songs that I'll skip. 
sometimes, but the rest are bangers. I think this pro- the only issue that's going to be um, placed on this album is going to be a lot of it's overplayed, which is sure. a curse of a good album because you listen I, to too much of it. And this is a conversation that we had when it first came out is it's just like every song feels the same, which is good if you like those songs. Right. And if you don't, you're going to hate every song. Um, like this, but- this, this, that EP, I don't know if you would call it an EP or an LP or whatever. Um, it, it stays within the genre. It is not boundary pushing in the slightest, but it's, it's good. Yeah. I mean, it's got nine songs as well. I would listen to all of these except for maybe two of them every single time, um, which is freaking fire. Uh, number three for me is going to be uh, Chomp 2 by Russ. As far as rap music goes, dude, I have been a freaking Russ fanboy, a freaking stan for so long now. His lyricism is ridiculous and his beats are psychotic. I loved it. And this is the only album I have where there's a three song no skip. Okay. And, and it's a not only is it a three song no skip, but each one of these songs are like add them to your playlist, listen to them all the time. So there's like, I mean, Silk Sonic's got three has more than three song no skip, but this one's like, I want to listen to these songs. And it's the second, third, and fourth song on the album. It's amazing. Um, so that's my number three. But it's the top three are almost interchangeable. After that, um, it gets tricky. I have Hotels by Jasmine Sullivan. It's an R&B album. J. Cole's The Off Season is also top five. And then honorable mention is going to be Justin Bieber's Justice. He just put out so many songs. Of course, some of them are going to slap. Sure. Um, but there's some there's some good ones in there. Yeah. Um, I also want to bring it up now because I don't think it's going to get brought up again in the rest of the segment. Um, Bo Burnham's Inside. The music from that is fantastic. Oh, I have that in my uh, stand-up. Okay, okay, okay. Freaking um, amazing. I prefer it as an album than a stand-up, um, just personally speaking. So th- I, an honorable mention, definitely, is Bo Burnham's Inside. Do you want to do your stand-up since we're talking about it? Let's do stand-up. Um, so the thing I like, uh, Bo Burnham's Inside is my top favorite one. Um, it's the least stand-up stand-up, um, but the visual aspects of it are incredible can i can i just say real quick this is not a knock on it at all some might argue it's not funny i i think it. i mean i don't know if anyone would argue it's not funny because the thing is is there's funny themes and i think yeah. the people who don't like this don't like maybe sketches or don't there's, there's a kind of comedy that if you don't like it then i guess this wouldn't be funny but it's not stand-up funny there's not jokes i guess yeah. Um, which makes it hard for me to say it's my favorite stand up because it's not he's not in front of a crowd. That's literally the whole point. Um so it's it's a hard number one to give because I mean Dave Chappelle's also on this list and he that is stand up. Um but that's my favorite one. The music off of it freaking slaps and it's really funny. And I the issue I had with it is I had to literally pause it and be like, Do you know how talented this boy is? Yeah. This man sure. is freaking ridiculously talented. So I'm I'm putting him up there. Um I have three other ones that I would recommend to pretty much everybody. Um on Netflix, the stand ups is like a season of stand up that uh Netflix puts out. And there's like usually Usually one to six artists. I think this time it was it was six, six or five. 
favorite one, laugh out loud funny, is Dusty Slay. And I knew four of the six artists before they started doing their stand-up. Mm-hmm. Dusty Slay was one of the guys I knew, but I had never listened to his stand-up straight through. It is hilarious, and I couldn't even tell you why. There so, are lots of uh, stand-up shows on Netflix that I think if you want to kind of like break into the genre are super helpful because it gives it to you in like good digestible like 15 to 30 minute chunks right all the stand-ups are between 20 and 30 minutes there's also a show called uh comedians around the world yep crystal is on that one yep where it's like uh it, it's literally what it it says what it says on the tin yeah america's rep our favorite my favorite one from the america version is crystalia who's one of my favorite comedians like dude freaking kills it um but yeah i would highly recommend that as well good call um so yeah what else um and then the other two is live from austin um literally just blanked on his name anyways the closer from dave Chappelle's on the list it's not my favorite of his stuff um but as far as stand-up goes this guy's prolific bro he's putting out heaters um it's very controversial so i would if you don't like dave Chappelle, this is not gonna be the one to turn you around yeah which is exactly why i have not bothered watching it yeah if you don't like dave Chappelle, then you're just not gonna like this um so i don't recommend you watch it but if you love dave Chappelle, this is not his best one but it's still good um and then The Live from Austin by Shane Gillis is so freaking funny. It's found on YouTube. All this stuff I've listed is either on Netflix or YouTube. Yeah, like uh, Netflix, I think probably it, Shane or Netflix definitely has the best stand up game right now because right. it, it varies so well. Like it has some of the worst stand up you'll ever see and some of the best you'll ever see. Right. And they're just, they're trying, they're purposely being diverse. Yes. They're, there's a reason that, you know, people like Ron Funches get on the same platform as Dave Chappelle, who gets on the same platform as Nate Bargatze. And if you know who all those people are, you know there's almost no overlap. Um, but there's got there's stand up for everybody. There's stand up for your family. Um, very family friendly stuff like uh Seinfeld has all most of his stand up is on there. Um he just signed a freaking huge deal with them. God, yeah. uh, I think Adam Sandler's musical stand-up, where he's up there with a guitar, mm-hmm. is on there. Like, so it's if you're not sure about stand-up, I would suggest doing the stand-ups or comedians around the world purely because they're shorter. And I mean, an hour can be a long time if you're not sure and you don't want to commit. But I'd highly recommend it. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about some video games for a second. Send it. I really only have two games that came out this year that I super want to talk about. So I'll hit my honorable mentions first. Uh, the Mass Effect remaster is perfect. Literally perfect. I like I completed 100%, played through the games multiple times. Uh, if you And it just got added to Game Pass. So if you've never played Mass Effect, you can try it for the price of a Game Pass Ultimate subscription. It is my favorite game of all time. And the Mass Effect remaster let me relive those days. And I loved it very much. I wanted to, uh, the Forgotten City I've talked about before. That was a fun, unique experience, and I really enjoyed that. But, like, other than that, the two games that I really want to talk about is uh, Psychonauts 2. I don't think I talked about this on the podcast, mm-hmm. um, but it is. I didn't play Psychonauts 1, so I'm like. I was kind of going in pretty hesitant, but it actually was fantastic for me. Uh, It has a very compelling narrative. It's about this group of people called Psychonauts 
who go into people's heads and kind of like walk them through how to solve their mental issues. So it's not so much as, oh, I'm going to go in, turn these screws, boom, you're good. It's you go into people's heads and everyone's head is its own living, breathing dynamic of color and themes. And sometimes they're super bright and you know, you're inside Jack Black's head trying to get him to perform at a concert again. And sometimes you are inside someone's head because they have a gambling addiction and they think that the higher the risk, the more power it is worth and mm-hmm. therefore the risk is worth it. That's wild, dude. And it is uh, a very cool story with um, fun gameplay that does not take itself seriously, but allows itself to be serious at times. So the Psychonauts 2 was definitely my surprise hit for the year. The first Psychonauts came out 13 years ago. Good grief, dude. It came out on the original Xbox. Can you imagine having the first one come out and you're like, I can't wait for a sequel. And then you wait all this time. Uh, That would be one James Willems of Funhouse fame. Uh, (laughs) He's the reason why. I tried Psychonauts 2. It was like, James Willems has been talking about Psychonauts 2 for five years. I guess I should try it. So that game, again, on Game Pass, absolutely amazing. And uh, the other game that is my game of the year is Halo Infinite. That game is just so good. I've talked about it in depth twice already, so I'm not going to talk about it again. Um, the only re- I'm going to say the only reason why this is game of the year and not Psychonauts 2 is because of the multiplayer. Mm-hmm. I think that both of their campaigns were equally as fun for different reasons. Um, but the fact that Halo Infinite has a multiplayer that I am coming back to literally every day is it's that's game of the year for me. It has to be, um, Halo Infinite's campaign does a good job at blending open world and linear campaign. Some people don't like linear campaigns. So when the third act of the game was incredibly linear, that kind of made it a slog and they didn't like it. I do like that part of Halo. I like when Halo puts me in a corridor and lets me shoot things. So with that and the multiplayer, Halo Infinite is my game of the year. That's it's awesome, easy dude. as that. Do you want to hit your movie list? All right, so here's my movie list. These are the movies I saw in 2020, uh, in 2021, except for one. My favorite movie, movie of the year, came out in December of 2020, and it's Sound of Metal. Okay. This is my favorite movie, and it was amazing. Um, favorite movie of that year. If I had to stick to... 2021, here would be my list. Number one, Harder They Fall on Netflix. It's a black exploitation film of cowboys, and it's freaking dope. And I loved it. And if you don't like westerns, boy oh boy, will you not like this movie? <laughs> um, real quick, have you watched what is it called? Like Power Something Dog, Power of the Dog. Where did the um, dog? I have a list of the top ten movies I didn't see. Okay, okay, cool, cool. Um, so then next is going to be No Time to Die. I watched every single James Bond movie up to that point, and then I watched it. We actually talked about it on the podcast. Yep. Um, Fire, but it was a lot of it was fan service. Totally okay with that. <laughs> sure. Didn't even bother me. Um, but it made the list. The next was The Guilty on Netflix, played by uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, loved it. Very intense. Uh, I mean, time flew by when I was watching it. Um, number four, Judas and the Black Messiah. Freaking crazy movie. Very moving. Anytime something's based on a true story, I mean, it just gets you purely on the fact that you're just like, holy crap, this actually happened. And then number five of the 2021 list is Dune. Movie was very well done, but you can tell it was a it's a beginning of a series so the next one's gonna it's gonna be amazing um 
but it was very good. Honorable mentions um, of 2021, Promising Young Woman was good, and so was Minari. Minari was nominated for uh, Oscars um, very early in the year. And it was good, um, but not good enough to crack the top five. Yeah, for sure, definitely. Best um, movies, before I'll do best movies I didn't see, because I think I'm going to tap in at least two or three year movies. Okay. So these are movies that... Hey, people are going to be upset that these movies didn't make my top five list. It's because sure. I didn't see them. Okay. Yeah. And I want to see them. So if I had to create a top 10 list based on the fact of hype and my vibe and my aesthetic and something, things I would be interested in, here's my top 10. The Power of the Dog, Spider-Man No Way Home, Shang-Chi, The Card Counter, Wrath of Man, Last Night in Solo, Solo, Soho, 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 King Richard, The Green Knight, Tick, Tick, Boom, The Last Duel. I know for a fact that's on quite a few people's lists. I didn't see those movies. If I did see those movies, maybe they would have made my list. But those are the movies I'm very excited to watch. So okay. get off my back. <laughs> All right. Um. So yeah, these are... Uh, this is my top five. Uh, the Mitchells versus the Machines. It was. It's a Netflix movie that came out in April. It's uh made by the same studio that did Into the Spider Verse, mm-hmm. which means duh, yes, Craig Likey. Um, it is uh it has a very good family dynamic. It does a good job of showcasing um uh wanting to care but not knowing how to connect, which is a story that has been done before, and I don't think that this movie reinvents the wheel in doing that but it does it in an incredibly heartfelt way and also the color scheme is fantastic which is an automatic bump for me uh next i want to talk about Encanto. all right i did listen i did not expect Encanto to be on this list all right so many people hyped up this movie i thought it was going to be the soul of 2021 right Mm mm-hmm this movie made not only me cry, it made my mom cry. Holy I crap, have never dude. seen my mom cry at a movie before. Never. And so this movie is fantastic. Now, I will say that my justified of being worried, uh, my worry of this movie being not good was justified in the fact that the first 15 minutes of this movie is probably the sloppiest writing I have ever ever seen in an opening ever because it just it tries so hard to hammer in all these character dynamics and expectations and all these family histories and it tries to do so much in the first 15 minutes so Mm -hmm. the next 90 minutes can just do what it wants which is a trade-off i'm willing to accept but it's better if you go into the movie knowing that than not knowing that like i did (laughs) because the the opening number it's a five minute song of her just explaining the family tree right which a lot of that is covered in the trailer that's the only thing i know about this is what's in the trailer yes so it kind of makes sense and so the the one of the major themes of this movie is everyone in this family has a magical power except for the main character except for mirabelle and when they reveal that they reveal that three times in a row like they have three different characters walk on screen say oh mirabelle doesn't have any powers oh mirabelle (laughs) doesn't have any powers and then there's a character that has a line that's to the effect of here i made you this it's the not special special like you because you're not special and i'm like (laughs) okay we get it 
Oh, man, I love when there's bullying in kids' movies. However, that being said, the rest of the movie was fantastic. The music was fantastic. The animation was gorgeous. Absolutely fantastic. And the reason I'm talking about this in depth is because I wasn't going to later on. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Encanto, fantastic. If you were holding off on it because you were afraid it was too hype, I was too. It's worth it's worth it. It's on Disney Plus. It's good. Um next I want to talk about Spider-Man No Way Home. It was just good. I don't want again, I don't want to delve too deep into it just cuz it's still so fresh. Um it's at it, the time of recording. It's still yes. very fresh. Um so I'm content with just saying it is one of the best movie theater experiences ever. And if you did not see this in a movie theater, it might not be in your top 5. And that's totally fine. Uh, so so is this a number three purely because of the movie theater experience? Probably. But I'm willing to accept that. I'm willing to acknowledge that and accept that. Uh, number two. So I'm going to have, have a follow-up question about that. What's up? Because I still haven't seen it. I, I get, yeah, 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 whatever. Is the movie, movie theater experience specific to your experience or the experience of seeing anything in a movie theater? Like the popcorn, the seats, the sound system? Specifically, or is it, in, okay. it, it is the magic of being around other people watching a piece of cinema magic unfold. Okay, so I hate that. <laughs> I hate it. I remember being in uh, Infinity War. I was front seat, so I didn't see anybody. And that was ruined for me. And actually, even worse than that, I saw Black Panther at midnight when it came out in IMAX. Okay. And the, seat, the theater was sold out. So I was surrounded by strangers. That was a horrible experience. Because oh, every joke, oh, there's laughs. Clear. It was like a laugh track, bro. I hated it. Let's be clear. I did not see it in a full theater. I saw it once with nine people and once again with like 30 people. Dude, so I like, also saw Avengers in a full theater. Mm-hmm. Not a full theater, but a weekend it premiered. I also saw The Last Harry Potter in the mm-hmm. weekend it premiered. And every time I'm like, shut up. I'm trying to listen. We don't have <laughs> subtitles in this thing, bro. Yeah, you can't sure. pause and rewind. I, I get it's funny. I get that, you know, this person's not actually dead. I get that, wow, we didn't know this guy had superpowers. Holy smokes, it's a good thing that guy caught that bullet. I get it, bro. But I'm trying to enjoy a movie. For so sure. I think I might, now that you said that, I might wait to see this not in theaters. Okay, sure, sure, sure. Understandable. Um, my number two is Tick, Tick, Boom. Um, yep. uh, this, also ha- this also has a reason to be in my top album for the year. I've been listening to the soundtrack literally nonstop since it came out. Uh, Andrew Garfield definitely has an Oscar nom in this. Uh, if he didn't, that would be a crime. Also, maybe a Grammy nom. I don't know if that's a thing, but um, this movie deserves so many awards. Uh, His acting is amazing. His singing is amazing. Vanessa Hudgens. She's not much of an act. She doesn't act very much in this movie, So, but her voice is good. Um, uh, the the girlfriend in this movie, she's fantastic. I don't know her name off the top of my head, but um, there's just so much good stuff. And uh, Jonathan Larson, uh, you know, big impact on the world of musical theater. His story is definitely worth watching. So tick tick boom number two. Uh, and then number one is Last Night in Soho. Hey, not surprising anyone. Um, this movie was colored again, good color palette. Um, it took a lot of pivots in terms of genre that was very interesting it was it started as kind of like a mystery and then pivoted into a thriller which i thought was super cool um just very well done edgar wright is the director that i will see whatever he does because it is not a matter of 
it, it is not a matter of trust. It's a matter of faith. You know, uh, this guy, I have watched movies of his that I do not like, but I've also watched movies of his that supersede that by, you know, millions of degrees. So Last Night in Soho is my movie of the year. Um, I want to talk about my honorable mentions. Uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Very uh, good, dude. I kind of forgot it came out this year or in 2021, but very good. Um, It's a four hour experience and it's very good. I think the reason why I I think me forgetting that it came out this in 2021 is the reason why it's not on this list. Um, But I also have no intention of seeing it again for a while. Um, uh, Also, I just watched Spencer with Kristen Stewart. Mm -hmm. Um, That movie is good again. Kristen Stewart, if she does not get an Oscar nom for her performance in that movie, I will be surprised. Um, Spencer is, it's a movie about Princess Diana, but it's about specifically her relationship with the family. And from the moment she's on screen, you can tell, oh, she is an outcast in this family. Mm -hmm. She's not, she's not just like, it's not that she's not mending well with the family. It's not that she's not meshing well with the family. It's, she is being outcast and shunned and you get that instantly the movie is very artsy very visual very there's not a lot of dialogue and there's not a lot of interesting dialogue there's like one argument there's like one interesting conversation ratio from film to movie what do you feel 80 20 oh my gosh yeah okay (laughs) um so Kristen Stewart deserves an acting nom, but not my kind of movie. So I just wanted to give it an honorable mention. Uh, but th- those are my movies that I wanted to talk about. Oh, cool. In the Heights. Also In the Heights, honorable mention. Uh, okay, Lin-Man- so In the Heights is going to be going up against Tick, Tick, Boom, bro. Yes, for sure. Definitely. Uh, this year, Lin-Manuel Miranda had no misses this year. Absolutely none. Um, With In the Heights and Canto and Tick, Tick, Boom, he literally got a three out of three on the test. <laughs> So good job, and so good job, man. You did it. You really nailed it. Um, so yeah, those are my movies. I dig it, bro. I mean, that's that's all I got too. Yeah. So take our recommendations as seriously as you want, bro. Because yeah. we took them as seriously as we wanted. Um, don't be upset if we didn't pick your thing. Be or be very upset if Craig picked your thing. Sweet. If I intentionally left something out just to piss people off, you got me. <laughs> um. um. There is two more things, mm-hmm. and uh, you. I have two movies that could have made my list if I had saw them, just like just like with yours. Uh, mine was West Side Story and The Green Knight. I just haven't gotten around to seeing them. Anyway, yep. those are our recommendations. Um, it was a very good year. I watched a lot of really cool stuff. Um, but yeah, overall, they can't all be winners. They're not. Winners. <laughs> sometimes you get Last Night in Soho. Sometimes you get Dear Evan Hansen. But uh, sometimes tonight- you get Scott Pilgrim versus the World. And you know, there's nothing you can do about it. But here's what we're going to do about it. We are going to move on to our middle or our final one hit wonder. One hit wonder this week. And it's getting harder and harder to come up with these because they (laughs) never come back once we do them, no matter how much you love them or hate them. We're doing trust that celebrity merch. There's a bunch of celebrities who are putting out stuff right now. We have Jamie Foxx putting out glasses and liquor. We have 
The Rock putting out his own tequila. They're we all booze. They're almost all booze. Almost all booze. And then you have Ryan Reynolds doing all whatever Ryan Reynolds wants. He's got a cell phone plan. He's got an advertising company. He's got his own booze. It's crazy, bro. We have freaking Lady Gaga still being the creative director of Polaroid. Uh, Dan Aykroyd has um, a, a tequila, I think, or a gin. Everyone's out here doing a lot. So you and I are going to pick a celebrity and pick merch and see if we would buy from the celebrity purely off name. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um. All right. Uh. Let's start simple. Taylor Swift lipstick. No way. No way. Okay. Unless, unless her lipstick was like dust shades of red, because then she yeah. could tap it, you know, it'd be a whole, you know, mm-hmm. album thing. Maybe she'd just have an exclusive song that should have been on the album come out in the advertising. That could have been, that'd be a thing. But I think right okay. now the cosmetic game is stacked. It's also, if I may, a little oversaturated. Yeah. Um. What about Will Smith hats? No, no. Yo, I'm I don't like, think- bro. I don't think I've seen a man. I don't think I've seen that man wear a hat outside of Fresh Prince. But if they all, the thing is, the '90s styles are coming back. So if he did all of his outfits, including hats, or maybe just hats, I think he would clean up. Just be like, here, oh. What if he just came out, he had his own line of clothes, and they were all his outfits from Fresh Prince? Okay. I mean- I would do that I, in a That's heartbeat. not my style, but like, I, it's for someone. Yeah, I would do it in a heartbeat. What about Patrick Stewart dress socks? I don't- they'd, <laughs> I don't know if I would buy them purely because they're Patrick Stewart's. I don't- Patrick big Stewart. The, the thing is, is I might get those dress socks purely because I'm not big in the game, so I might just take his word for it. Sure. Definitely. You know? Because I and wasn't I big like, in the gin game, but I'm like, yo, aviation is vouched for by Ryan Reynolds. I'm going to try it. I feel like Patrick Stewart dress socks would have a lot of argyle. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Good point. What about Martin Scorsese and cameras? Uh, I feel like they wouldn't be for me. I feel like, like they'd be like film. They're definitely film, no digital. Yeah. And they're going to be so expensive. Yeah. And like... I don't know. I I don't see a world where I would want to buy that expensive of a camera because like there's nothing that I want to do in terms of recording stuff that I can't do on my phone. Sorry, yeah. that's just how it is. Yeah, that's fair. Um <laughs> what about Reese Witherspoon breakfast treats. No, I'm not a big breakfast guy anyway. Okay. I okay. Re- okay. Hold on. Hold on. And then I got to ask this one thing specifically Reese Witherspoon branded cereals. Reese Witherspoon should sell silverware. Okay. But you eat cereal Witherspoon. Witherspoon. Um, no. I, the thing is, s- cereals are so hard to get into. Have you been getting like advertisements through podcasts about like Magic Spoon? Y- yes. Not anymore, but I did a while ago. Yeah. I'm bro. Who bought that? Who fought that? I heard. I watched one video of someone testing it. It was Drew Gooden. And um, he hated all of them. Yeah, bro. I'm not. No. I, everyone and knows also, the cereals they like. You make that decision when you're in elementary school. Like, listen, I would have bought. Hey, Magic Spoon, don't sponsor us. Um. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I, wa- I kind of wanted, I legitimately looked into buying Magic Spoon cereal, mm-hmm. but um, the prices are absolutely whack bananas. It's like $10 for a box of cereal, half the size you would get at a grocery store. Yeah. Big, so you're paying twice as no much thanks. for half as much. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, that's fair. What uh, about... Yeah. Um. Gosh darn it, I'm drawing a hard blank. Okay, Keanu Reeves. Okay. And it's knives and firearms. <sighs> knives, yes. Firearms, uh, it'd be a bit of a tougher sell for me. I'm the same way, bro. I think firearms, you want an established thing. But if he had like a bunch of different kind of knives, that would be dope. Uh, What about Kevin Hart melts? 
What is that last word you just said? Melts like a sandwich. Oh, so if you had like a re- like a water like there's a yeah, mm-hmm. Wahlburgers. Wahlburgers. He had Kevin Hart melts like melt your heart. Yeah. Listen, bro, I can't support Kevin Hart anymore, bro. He's <laughs> okay. got he is killing it, and I listen. I'm a hater, bro. I'm a hater. <laughs> if you are too successful, I will. I'm not gonna advertise against you, but I'm gonna stop supporting you. Okay, what if you went, what if you took Macy's- And the thing, you know what's going to piss me off the most? Didn't even get I know it's going to taste amazing. That was exactly what I was going to ask, is if you and Macy went to a Wahlburgers, she ordered a Melt Your Heart, and you didn't out of pure resilience and stubbornness. She takes one bite, and she has a look in her eyes that you haven't seen since the day her daughter was born. Dude, and- <laughs> I know. The thing is, I- Actually, I don't know that. I don't think that would happen purely because he's a health nut now. So okay. it would probably be the kind of sandwich Macy likes. And I'm like, bro, we can't be. What are we doing putting this much avocado on a sandwich? So I'm going to say I wouldn't get it. But I'll, dude, he would clean up. He would clean up. All right. Let's do one more each. What would you buy a, a Gordon Ramsay? I mean, he's got. Never mind. He's already in the merch game. It's not. Yeah. He, he's too deep. Uh, Steve Harvey. Nope, he's in the merch game too. He's heavy. He's, he's heavy. He's sponsored by so Dude. many things. Um, what about Robert Downey Jr. barbershops? Yeah, yeah. I'd be down to clown with that. And they do, they'll shape up your beard, they'll shampoo and condition your hair. It'd be a whole, it'd be like a it'd be more of a salon than a barbershop. Um <laughs> JK Simmons branded wax. No. No. JK Simmons needs to not get in the merch game and just focus on acting. Well, we need to wrap this up if we're going to get this down to 69 minutes. Absolutely. Um, uh, next week, we are doing two. So for, so what I'm do- what we're doing is we're going to look at my favorite movies as a kid. So we're g- so I have no attachment to these movies other than the nostalgia to them. And these and these two movies are Steve Martin's The Pink Panther and also Short Circuit. Um, both of these movies are 90 minutes. Um, they're comedies. So I feel like we're not going to talk much about them because it's hard to talk about jokes. Um, which is why we're doing two of them. Um, but Steve Martin's the pink Panther and short circuit is what we have up next on the docket. Um, I've, I've talked about everything else that I've watched. Um, uh, we don't really need to do a, what we've been watching segment. I don't My, think. What I've been watching, bro. Blacklist got freaking good. Oh, wow. It got great, bro. I'm genuinely impressed. Halfway through the second season, it turned a page and I binged halfway through the second season to halfway through the, actually, I don't even know what season I'm on. I'm so deep, bro. I went through 15 episodes in three days. That's awesome. And they're 40 minutes each. Your boy's flying through. So Blacklist, season two, season three, seal of approval, bro. Freaking okay. amazing. Good, good. That's see, all I got. I hate when shows have first season slogs. Oh, yo, also, Survivor season eight is um, all stars. So you see all the people you watched from season one through seven come back to compete. Not all of them, but the hitters. The good ones. It's killing it right now. Favorite season, hands down. All right. Love and that's to hear what it. I have to say about that. All right. Well, uh, other than that, uh, we'll see you next week. My name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. Oh, and I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. Have fun, be safe, and make good choices. And while you're at it, tell your mama said hi. See you next week. Deuces. Nice. Nice.